What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. And today we've got an awesome guest, Dustin Rouser. He is a youth pastor. He's been doing youth ministry for over 10 years. He's been a youth pastor for around three and a half years. Um, he's a great TikToker, makes a lot of funny videos, um, a lot of great Christian content. And we're, he's lucky, or we were lucky enough to have him on our show today. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky enough to come on our show today to talk about Gen Z, talk about youth, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the first question that I want to start us off with is what is it like being a youth pastor and having your youth like know you're on TikTok? Like that's got to be something that's like such a contentious, but also funny, like dynamic to have. Totally. Well, I am lucky to be on here. So thank you guys so much. But uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty funny because every now and then the students, most of them don't realize it because I don't make it super I'm not just like, hey, guys, my name's Dustin. Welcome to Youth Group. Also, I'm on TikTok. It's if they find it, they find it. Right. And so I'll, every now and again, we'll be like on the bus going to Hume Lake. And they're just like, wait, you have TikTok? <laughs> and so it's always it's always pretty funny when that That's happens. Awesome. Yeah. Man, I, I think about like when I was in youth group like 10 years ago or whatever. Like it's got to be so different. Like did you grow? Did you go to youth group growing up? I did. Yes. Like it's. I don't know if it's different now, but it seems like from the youth groups that I've been a part of as an older person, like it's just night and day. Like it's so much different than it was when I was a youth. I, at least for my church, I feel like it was the wild west when I was like going to youth group, like anything was allowed. There were no rules. There was no rules. <laughs> like you could do anything. Like kids were breaking bones and doing crazy stuff all the time. <laughs> and maybe it's still that way. Like I don't, I don't have the best, uh, I'm not in a lot of youth groups now, but it, it just seems like it's changed a lot. Can you speak to that at all? No, oh, absolutely. Thinking back to all the different youth group games I used to play, and even like the youth group games I heard like older people than me play, it's just mm. like, well, you guys were allowed to do that? Or, you know, <laughs> your, your youth pastor checked off on that? It, it yeah. is insane. We've, we've definitely toned back a lot more. Um, we're not allowed to do headshots anymore in dodgeball. But <laughs> oh, dang. Be like, Back in my day, all we were trying to do was <laughs> take each other's heads off. Yeah. Tell me why every youth group is bonded by dodgeball. We did yeah. that every week, and it would be like all the high school kids, and I'm like a tiny little like freshman or eighth grader. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get pummeled right now, bro. Two, uh, two reasons. One, it's easy, and it's a hit. But two, for youth pastors, it's able they're able to get the aggression out towards that one. <laughs> Maybe giving them a hard time, they're just like, dodgeball now <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing that's hilarious wow yeah i miss those days classic times yeah i've played sure. dodgeball in like five yeah. years what about capture the flag i think like that's a classic one too we we don't play that much anymore um i remember yeah we used to play fugitive capture the mm, flag yep. all those types of games yep. now i remember we'd have to take our socks off put it like over coke cans or whatever and drink coke out of it and stuff like Whoa. i don't make them do that anymore um as a student awesome. we always did the taste tests and you, right. they give you like anchovies or the most mm -hmm. disgusting stuff um mm -hmm. mcdonald's meals blended together and Ooh. first person to drink that wins yep. Yep. we we don't do that anymore <laughs> i remember my youth group we had like a pretty big size youth group like we would host battle of the bands every year and we have like as an outreach event for the gospel like at its biggest, it was like 300 people. And they did this night called Fear Factor where they broke up into teams. And I, as like a young, uh, like a probably seventh grade, eighth grade, 
had to have my hands behind my back. They had half of a pig head that was cooked, like on the ground, like just there. And you had to chew with just your mouth through the skin into the meat. And you, you, when you got to the meat, you could move on. And then they had like giant live snakes around another student that you had to like unlock the chain so they could get out of the snake. And I was like looking back and like, how is that legal? Is like... <laughs> there's no way. Like there's just so many red flags going off in my mind right now. There's so many ways people get hurt. Like, oh, the amount of emails from parents, that would be just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just some pastor's kid who was just supposed to be the youth pastor who's like 21. And it's just him and his friends that are the youth leaders. And they just do whatever they want. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And honestly, it was a lot of fun, though. That actually, I was my best friend was a youth pastor, and I was on staff. I'm like on staff. I was like, I worked with him as like a volunteer, and we did that. We did whatever <laughs> we wanted. He was the youth. He was the the pastor's kid. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. No. Even just like we were talking about Hume Lake um, earlier. Uh, when we would go there, we'd have to do the mystery munch. And I remember eating a can of canned cat food Whoa. as a mystery munch. And like, crazy. you know, nowadays it's like, you would never do that. Like they eat right. onions or like, you know, stuff like that. But it just, it has, vegetables. youth enough. ministry has come a long way. And I think for the better in that aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you see as like, I know this is a pretty deep question, but what do you see as like the main differences between like more of our day of youth group and the challenges that youth pastors had and that youth had versus like challenges of today? Because of course our generation was like the weird, like there, there is technology, like we have phones, like YouTube is around and stuff like that to today. It's, it's much more full blown, but there was some of the symptoms of some of those problems that were back then. Um, do you notice any different, like very different problems that this generation goes through that we didn't really? Totally. Um, I mean, you, I think said it was social media that right there. Cause it was, we were all still trying to figure out social media mm. back then now, especially with COVID. And I mean, most of the junior high kids, all their formative years that they can like really remember they were in COVID and social right. media wow. was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and what social media does to the brain, it, you can see the ramifications in this generation. It was just, Youth pastors, I think back when we were students, were dealing with very different things than mm. we are now. And identity, self-worth, right. um, all those things right now are very big just because everyone lives these perfect, awesome lives and are buying sports cars when they're you know high schoolers right. on social media. But then you're like, wait a second, no, none of that's true. But we're aspiring to try and be like those people when they're not even those people. Mm -hmm. What have you found is like the most helpful answer for students struggling that aspect when they come to you and they, and they have those problems like biblically or theologically, what, what is the biggest encouragement that you've seen have the most impact in their life? Um, something that we really promote here at our youth group is community. And, um, you can see that all, throughout the bible but we really try and show the kids that a they are loved by god just the way they are they're made you know perfectly just the way they are um and then they're loved just the way they are by all of us and at the same time we're all broken people we're all trying to figure this life out Hmm. and we're kind of doing it together and so really inviting kids into just this sense of community of hey none of us have it all figured out 
I'm still working through my identity. Your parents are still working through their identity. Like they're learning how to be a parent as you're learning how to, you know, grow as you're growing up, learning, you know, to be a kid, they're all still learning how to be a parent. Like Mm -hmm. this, if you're the oldest, you're their Guinea pig. Like we joke about that, but like they, once you become a teenager, they've never experienced raising a teenager before. This is new to them, just as new as it is to you. And so Mm -hmm. helping the kids kind of get a, outside picture kind of like looking in on their situation going oh wow like this is who i am in christ this is who i am here and this is who i am to myself and so really just trying to show kids they're not alone in this we're all Mm -hmm. working through this together this is the human condition Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if anybody knows the like the full ramifications of what how covid impacted youth right now but I feel like if anybody could see it, it would be like teachers and youth pastors and stuff like that. And you said you've been in youth ministry um, before we started the show for like over 10 years as a volunteer before a youth pastor. Um, do you notice like a difference at all between the same age of kids before COVID versus like now? I know social media has evolved and stuff like that, but just in how they act and the different problems that they kind of go through, have you seen a, a bit of a difference there? Um, A little bit, not too much. It's mm-hmm. just different. Like with... Hume Lake is going to come up a lot. Um, (laughs) But we went this last summer and we always have some kids that are homesick. But like right Mm. now we have an entire generation of kids for about two years. They couldn't have sleepovers. You know, Mm. they couldn't, at least here in California, everything was very, very strict. And we have a lot of students who are just kind of for two years, their life was put on hold and they lived at home or they did like a pseudo school thing and so there's a lot more just kind of trying to figure out life and they were almost everyone's like all right everything's back open let's go but the students weren't ready because they went from being at home to suddenly we're back in school Hmm. and it's Hmm. like whoa whoa, whoa. we didn't get those two years to work our way up you know into junior high we were in fourth grade and now we're in sixth grade and everything's back to normal for all of us adults but for Hmm. the kids it's completely different and so Hmm really just walking through and working with the kids of like, Hey, this is life. And, you know, I've never really thought about that before. Like, yeah, like being in fourth grade and then when you, when everything goes back to the real world, it's sixth grade. And yeah, like that that is a crazy transition. I've never thought about, you know, not, not having sixth graders in front of me all the time. I don't see the things they go through or like the hardship they go through. And that's gotta be like, yeah, like, no one can prepare you as a pastor on how to like walk someone through or like reflecting on a pandemic and, yeah. and, and coming out of that. Bible schools to train you for that usually. Yeah. yeah. Here's a <laughs> pandemic handling 101 is uh, in, in, uh, it's a class. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, but like wild. when we were at camp, we always would have a couple kids that were homesick, like, you know, mm. being away from your family for a week. But I've noticed since the pandemic, the amount of, um, homesick sixth graders, it doubled or tripled just because for them, they went from being at home all the time to now we're up at camp and it's Mm. like, Whoa, this is such a big change Mm. and anxiety too. I would say just from life and always like, Oh, does, you know, do people have COVID or, you know, all these Mm -hmm. different pressures that come from a pandemic. Um, there has been a lot more just anxiety amongst students. Right. Right, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Do you have a question? I was mm, gonna. Yeah, go for it. 
Yeah, well, I was thinking about, yeah, the whole idea of like coming out of COVID, getting back to normal, you're trying to walk students through. And like, as like, it's, it's, it's probably, I would say, mostly abnormal in the course of human history for sixth graders to have that much anxiety. You know, unless like what came out of like World War Two or one or something like that. Right. So, yeah. What is um how how does that like how do you help those those people who are struggling through there like come out and and wreck and like readjust into like the normal everyday like, yeah, like teaching a sixth grader how to handle anxiety. That's, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. yeah, I. A lot of what we do is just being very honest with your feelings and understanding what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and um, helping them set goals. So, for example, when we were at Hume, the kids would be like, hey, I want to go home. I miss my mom and dad. I'm ready to go. And it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, all right, that's going to be really hard. What are you feeling right now? Well, I'm scared. I'm this. I'm Mm -hmm. that. Awesome. Like feelings to have. Hmm. And. I understand why you're feeling those feelings because sometimes like I'm scared when I'm not home, but can you do this for for me tonight? Can we just stay here? We're going to sleep here. We're going to be with all of our friends. And tomorrow, if you're still, um, if you're still scared and you still want to go home, then we'll see how we can get you home. But just practically working out with the students, they go, yeah, I could, I could probably do one more night. Then they wake up and I'm like, Hey, how are you feeling? Great. Awesome. Can't wait. It's going to be a fun day. Like, okay, cool. That's and then good, the man. same night we do the same thing. But by the end of the week, it's like, hey, and they're already finishing it. Yes, I think I can spend one more night here. And it's like, you're learning. Awesome. I'm not nice. even like trying to like nice. do that. They're just yeah. already working through. I'm feeling scared. I was scared yesterday, but I was okay. And I just got to make it to tomorrow and I'll be much better. And it was mm. just awesome seeing the kids work through that themselves and saying, hey, it's okay for me to feel these feelings. I just need to, you know, point out that, yes, I'm feeling scared. Why am I scared? And then can I just start moving forward, which right. um, is is super cool to watch when, yeah, students do that. Yeah, and that's such a good skill to have, too, because that type of fear doesn't stop in your life. You know, it's not a fear of homesickness that they're experiencing. The deeper thing is, I'm doing something new that seems very scary that I've never done before. I don't have experience in. Mm. So I'm, it's not like, Oh, I miss my mom so much as it is. Like I've never done this. I don't know what it's like, mm. you know? And it's like, I totally like out of control. Just, I'm not safe. Yeah. Out of yeah. control. It's just, it's uncomfortable. That happens everywhere in life. So for them mm. to learn that kind of patterns now of like processing, thinking, moving forward, that's like so good. I know like when I've been in situations like that, like, Right before my wedding, I was like, I got married over the summer. So, like, right before my wedding, I was like... Congratulations. Thank you. I was kind of, like, freaking out almost. Like, not in the sense of, like, oh, is this the right decision? I knew I wanted to marry her. But I was like, this is a massive decision. I've never this done this before. No one prepares you mm-hmm. how to do this. They don't have classes on how to handle your emotions before you get married type deal. Just like they don't have classes about the pandemic. But I just thought, well, everyone does this, right? Like, for all of human history. So, this can't, like, it seems doable. But that, that type of fear Absolutely. doesn't go away, you know. I would think mm. that it's, – it's interesting too because I would think that students, especially sixth graders, would want to get out of the house, right? After two years, like, oh, I just want to, like, hang out with my friends. But if everything was online for them, they don't have they, – they might have forgot that experience. They don't know any difference. I mean, fourth graders, you'll go have a play date, but it's mm. your parents are kind of the ones, like, initiating that. Mm. And so – and half these kids, like, I was like, oh, hey – 
you've uh, had a sleepover and you were fine then, right? And they're like, I've never been on a sleepover before. And I'm like, and you're at camp in the <laughs> woods for a week? <laughs> and so, yeah, Crazy. to what you were saying, this is a completely new experience that mm. I know if I was in their position, I would have been completely freaking out. And yeah. so really just having empathizing with them of, I understand it's really scary. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be terrified too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they had had a sleepover before, it's like, you've never had a sleepover with like a couple hundred kids. <laughs> and like all these kids you've never no, met before. All... And like all these different personalities that may be intimidating to you, people you've never met. Hours from our house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Loud music, like all the different sports stuff happening. And then yeah. being like, hey, you got four hours to do whatever you want in yeah. this completely unknown place you've never been before and they're like well, what do we do and it's like awesome hang out with me yeah right <laughs> and then by the end they're like hey can i go do this do i have to go with you i'm like no just go you're fine yeah mm-hmm. so awesome. it's really cool just seeing the kids yeah break out of their shell and just learn all these like life lessons but in a safe place that is camp right right, right. so what do you think for gen z like you mentioned community and i think that's so true like all, even just more than just gen z i think millennials too have this desire of I need community. I see a lot of churches getting back to the mm. focus on community, which I think is is great. Like we we are mm. really passionate about like looking back at like the church experience and context that we grew up around and seeing how like it might have done well and then areas that didn't do so yeah. well and seeing the church like react to that right and being like okay we need to readjust this. And I think part of that looks like community where a lot more churches are focusing on like hey don't worry about the sun like su- like Sunday's good but like in your community is the most important, you know, we call them Ohana groups here in Hawaii, but it's like emphasizing like, Hey, like get with your community group. That's the, that's like where life change is actually going to happen. Um, do you feel like, and maybe it is community, but yeah. What do you think is the most, um, what, what like what message do Christians have for Gen Z that hits home for them and makes them feel so seen and loved and heard by God? Like what's that thing for them where they're like, Oh, God sees me. Hmm. Um, at least in your experience obviously you haven't met every gen z or <laughs> totally yeah no and especially within like the bay area specifically because i mean we're outskirts bay area like you go to the bay area like mm-hmm. san francisco it can be completely different um i think and we through the pandemic really realized how much we need community because everyone was very alone and you can just see like suicide rates went up, you know, mental illness cases went way up. Um, The lack of community or just relationship like on the brain does insanely bad things to it. Hmm. Um, And so really just being able to bring kids and be like, Hey guys, we're a family, a church family we're going through stuff. We're all going to mess up. We're going to hurt each other because we're broken people and broken people do broken things, Hmm. but let's be broken together and let's be marching towards Christ. And students here at least um, have really, we'll say flocked to and benefit is not the right word, but they've come just seeking out that, higher purpose and the people around them hmm. helping push them towards Christ with them. And we're like, we have students that fall down during that journey and we've been absolutely blessed to have amazing other students that will come alongside, pick them up and keep going. 
Um, we just had in high school a graduating senior class. These were some of the most amazing seniors we had. Like we were just so blessed um, to have them. But like for they were almost doing all the stuff that we as youth pastors need to do. Like they were doing it themselves. And it's so mm. cool to watch kind of like mini disciples of us just start doing stuff that like, oh, hey, we help the student, but like we won't even know about something. And the other students are going and helping that student. And wow. that's just such a cool mm. thing of awesome. seeing that community, that relationship, mm. that family coming through that. Mm. Do you think these students today are more independent, like in some ways than other students, even though they had that sort of... Uh, that anxiety that's more prevalent or no that i don't know that would be hard to make a blanket statement because for some students yes they've gained like a ton of independence mm -hmm. super fast i would say the older ones have but then for others it's the other way so that's yeah. i think much more of a case by case i can't think of a like to me it's still pretty 50 50 on whether or not mm -hmm. kids have gained or lost independence through this yeah that's really interesting hmm yeah 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 um i know we deal with this a lot on our channel with like the deconstruction movement and stuff like that do your youth group is that affected by that at all i'm not sure how like kids today if you're just on tiktok and you're a christian and you're a fan of like christian things like a deconstructionist post is bound to like come up every once in a while have you noticed that being a problem like the students have come to you with or no no not um, at least not here for us. We have a very churched culture, I would say, um, which I guess those are the ones that would be deconstructing. But we've been trying to be with a lot of things very proactive. Hmm. And for example, yesterday we were teaching on Matthew 11 and talking about how uh, John the Baptist was asking questions like he met Jesus baptized father you know everything happened that's crazy he saw all these things and then he was in jail going sending his you know his disciples to Christ saying hey are you the one we're waiting for or do we need to wait right. for someone else right. and talking with the students hey look these awesome people like it was literally saying um, John the Baptist was the greatest up until that point and yet he, he had doubts. He was like, hey, Jesus, are you the one? Mm -hmm. And really just telling kids, hey, it's okay to ask questions. The Bible is bigger than any question you might have, and we're not scared of those questions. And so if you ever have questions, please don't keep them to yourself. Ask your small group leaders. Ask me. Like, I'd love to. If I don't know the answer, like right then and there, I'll go figure it out with you. And trying to just be very proactive on those things where mm – -hmm. Um, if they start going to like other, you know, YouTube, TikTok, where they, and they fall into like a, someone who's like, oh yeah, obviously the Bible is wrong because of this. Or, you know, I don't believe because I've read the Bible mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, you can read something, but not fully understand it and mm -hmm. come to us and we'd love to help you understand it. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so yeah. How is the, um, like being on TikTok and obviously you make hilarious Christian content. Like I remember when, um, like Derry was like, Oh, I asked Dustin Rouser to come on. And I was like, when we just invited you, I was like, Oh sweet. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to look up, um, who he is. Cause I've like, uh, he's more, Derry knows all the Christian TikTokers a lot more than I do. 
And then like, I looked you up mm. and I was like, oh, this guy's hilarious. I was like, I've seen so many of his videos. <laughs> and like, my favorite one, or some of them is like, uh, when you're like running, it's like the the sound bite that goes like sing, sing, and then it goes like my, my, or something like that. And it's like, it's a John writing oh, that yeah, ran yeah, faster yeah. than Peter or something like that. <laughs> and all that stuff. It's a great one. Do you get people like, because obviously you do more of the humor stuff of, of TikTok and Christianity, but do you have people message you like questions about theology at all? Or like, what's that look like for kind of having, I don't know if you call it ministry, but part of your influence as a Christian on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too much. I've had a couple people reach out on Instagram, which I'm always, I love, um, I, always, I always love answering those types of questions whenever I can. But mostly people will reach out, hey, I don't know you, but I need some prayer. And I love those too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my TikTok kind of style has definitely been in the humor department. And there's a lot of awesome theology TikToks. Even I'm like over there, like, oh, I wonder what their something happens. Like, wonder what their opinion is right. on this, or you know, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who are those uh, TikTok theologians that we that you go to? If you can't remember names, it's totally fine too. No, it's not. Um, I know faces. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah, John uh, Gray. I believe he's bought by the blood three sixteen. Always, he puts out some. Hmm good stuff um there's a couple others i know their logo mm-hmm. and i know when i follow them so i can just go down to my followers list and be like oh they're right there nice. but i unfortunately don't remember their names offhand right we'll have to look them up and have them yeah. on yeah always looking to find yeah a... no absolutely I, i'll uh i'll send you guys some screenshots of my favorites yeah. Yeah. john the messenger i love him yeah i love he's uh, great when you guys had him on yeah 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 tiktok's always it's so interesting because i remember when i first was um when TikTok was first emerging, I was the, I was the one who's like I'm not getting those dancing girls on there. Like I don't need to see those <laughs> And then someone explained like, no, dude, there's an algorithm. I was like, oh, that seems normal. Okay, I'll check. And I I really only got TikTok at first because I was like, I just need to see what for the, the podcast, youth, really. yeah, for the podcast yeah. to find out like what's being said about Christianity or what it, maybe attacks are out there mm-hmm. or whatnot. Because if because we have a podcast that tries to answer those hard questions that people are asking. If TikTok, which it does, serves and serves as a place where people ask those questions, then I want to be there. And I remember, like after mm-hmm. maybe a few days, I was like, "Man, this is the funniest app I've ever had. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much funny content on here." Mm-hmm. But it's been so interesting to see how much Christian content is there because I feel like I've seen more Christian content that's like one entertaining. Like the humor stuff is entertaining, mm-hmm. and it's like not cheesy humor, but also like good, mm-hmm. solid biblical content. I've never seen that on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere. And Mm -hmm. it's like really interesting because you have like just as much like as you have like attacks on Christianity, deconstruction, people trying to attack it. You have just the same amount of beautiful theology rich, like people Mm -hmm. who've gone through those same struggles and come out the other side still Christians on there. And I think it's a beautiful like place to find so much knowledge. Like so when does that affect being a youth pastor? Do you feel like if your students are into that, they're a little bit more mature than maybe previous generations have been because there's more opportunity for them to grow? Or do you feel like maybe middle schoolers aren't really into all those theology TikToks? Uh, I wish they were more into them. I think due to the way the algorithm works, it's more likely that students will fall because the algorithm likes to push um, fear because people will watch that more Mm, than mm. anything else um it's a lot more likely that 
people will fall into the here's why Christian uh, Christianity is bad. And so I think there's a lot more. I've had a lot more students come up to me and go, hey, I just saw this video saying this about the Bible, like what's going on? And it's like, oh, well, no. And here's why. And you can just open up the passage and half the time. Right you read one verse later right. and that answers, you know, whatever question mm -hmm. or disproves the video. Um, yeah, more times than not, they come up with that. Then I don't think kids going to be going through watching funny stuff. And then it's all of a sudden like, and here's why in Galatians six, <laughs> like, Oh, nope, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Right. Yeah. I, th those, um, I don't want to maybe attacks, but those like little jabs at Christianity about like the Bible's inconsistent because of this, this, and this, I like some, some of them I'll be like, that's fair. Let me go look that up. I haven't considered that. Other ones, it's like, I just get so annoyed sometimes because I'm like, man, you, I did a five minute Google search on this and I found the answer. Like, I, so I know you didn't do mm -hmm. this video with integrity to, to conviction of truth. Mm. And like, in totally. my mind, I'm like, you didn't make this and video because you believe this, you, or like, because you, you want to find the truth and you think this is true. You made this video because of like your perspective and your opinion and what you saw and now you want to make a claim. But you just do a little bit of research and your answer will be resolved and you didn't have to leave 150,000 people in the wrong direction. Yeah. Or, and those like 150,000 is a low, like sometimes right. those videos have 3.5 million. Right. Then you have 10 people stitching it saying, no, 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 this is how it is. And they get 200 apiece right. and yeah. you're like, well, there it is. Right. And that's fear or whatever always not sells, but that's what the algorithm right. pushes. Cause that's what gets people on it right. and commenting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Derry made a joke. We had uh, Christian McCartney on a couple weeks ago, who's a Christian mm. comedian, and um, mm. he always, we were talking about how like the algorithm also doesn't let you promote your own stuff. Like if you just try to say like, oh check out this, or like I have tour dates on these, like mm. the algorithm doesn't like that. It suppresses it. So we're trying to like trick the algorithm. So you got to be like make a video that's like be super afraid of this, and then you just like <laughs> cut to like a really doctrinal thing, and then cut back to the really insane fear thing, and cut back to the other thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, everyone's just like the world is ending whatever you this do do not you. go to these shows <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah this guy's evil and then he just like these are his tour out. dates don't go to his website and sign up right now <laughs> so great the algorithm has no idea what's going on yeah <laughs> exactly wait a second <laughs> get him or like the uh, uh, that's the awesome. tiktok you had of like when you're, you said you're the guard watching over david and it's like if I only could, I'm like, <laughs> how did, does that stuff just come to you? Or do you like have a time to sit down and like plan out your, like the stuff you want to use? Uh, most stuff, it's completely in the moment. I'll just hear a sound and I'm like that video. It probably took me from seeing the sound or whatever to making the video, maybe 45 seconds. Like, Oh, this is funny. Nice. Record it. Mm. Safe. Nice. No, but like and those for whatever reason are always the videos that do good. The ones I'm like, oh, you know, spend thirty minutes like, oh, this will be funny, and then spend another twenty minutes like recording all these like jump scenes. Right. Those don't do well. Yeah. It's always those like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is kind of be funny. Boom, and then I was like, oh wait a second, this one's doing good. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, there's no rhyme or reason to <laughs> effort put into views for me is completely <laughs> inconsistent. Out the window. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. That's so funny. Sweet. <laughs> it seems to me kind of yeah. shifting gears a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. It seems to me like this generation, this next generation that's coming up, is very purpose-driven, right? They deal with their problems. They've got a lot of mental health issues and stuff like that. 
Like we've talked about a lot of fears, um, a lot of stuff because of the pandemic. Um, but it seems like they want to be a part of something that like really changes something, does something like, like changes the world, you know, like everybody wants to change the world, but they like don't want to just hear that and like think it sounds cool. Like they want to do something and they're not satisfied until like they can do it. And so many, I find so many like of the youth that I talk to all the time are depressed because they're like, I, I have this such this like strong desire to change the world, but I'm like in this situation and there's no way I'm going to be able to change the world. And they're just like depressed about it. And it may, they might not be able to vocalize it like that, but it's like clear, like they want change and they're angry about these things that are happening, but they don't know how to make it happen themselves. Right. Have you noticed that a lot in your mm -hmm. youth? Has that been a problem or not? Um, not a ton. I assume because you mainly work with missionary students mm -hmm. that they're already primed to change the world. And so I can see how you'd be coming across a lot of yeah, those yeah. types mm -hmm. of students. Um, we get some, but it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's the majority, mm. something that, um, we kind of revamped our youth group, uh, a little bit just after COVID and cause we are completely online. So we were like, Hey, when we come back, we get to come back however we want. Like mm -hmm. we don't have to do the old things. Like, you know, we've had a year almost, or, you know, eight months of no youth group mm -hmm. and something that we decided was that we really want this to be relationship driven. And, um, we put it out there to our kids that, Hey, I don't want this just to be us as youth pastors doing this. Like this is your youth group just as much as it is ours. And we want to partner with you guys and making this youth group as much of a Christ centered and outreach driven youth group as we can. And the amount of buy-in we had from all of our students was insane. Cool. Mm, that's awesome. And I think that, a lot of that itch of wanting to change the world really was pointed to how can we change our community? Because hmm. if you yeah try and change the world, it's you know, you're one person, right? And but changing a community, you can do so much. And then communities change like counties, and then counties change states, and that's how that all happens. And so it's really awesome getting to partner with students, being like, hey, I can't if um a new like student comes i don't want to be the first person that says hello welcome to youth group hmm. i want like you students being the first ones if you see someone you don't know go up to them like you don't have to talk for long but just say hey i'm happy you're here and give them a high five like hmm. get their name and mm -hmm. the amount of buy-in after the pandemic that we had of just like i'll see a new student come up and like almost be almost standing by themselves and I'll see two students see it and they'll just walk over and be like, hey, welcome to youth group. What's your name? And it just one of the biggest times my heart smiles is when I see the students doing that because I know they have buy in. And this is just as much like their youth group as mm -hmm. it is like, you know, everyone's. And so mm -hmm. yeah. it's been really cool. And that's a, such a specific like demographic to our students. Yeah. But they've had a lot of buy in in that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Wow. And it's so rare to get that kind of buy-in, I think, too. Like, usually fear will win over and people will stay in their clicks and stuff and not, like, include mm -hmm. a lot of people. So that's that's so cool that you have that. Yeah. No, it – I, I love just bragging about – because it's, like, nothing we've done. Like, it's all God and just our students are just awesome students. 
and uh, we have so many just demographics within our youth group and just watching them all obviously they still like you know the school all the homeschoolers hang out over there all this school yeah. hangs out mm-hmm. there but they still do intermingle so much mm-hmm. and they're all you know giving each other high fives and um, whenever a student shows up and have seen it while they're like hey how's it going which is cool and i, I plugging hume again hume <laughs> is one of those biggest times that our youth group really comes together mm-hmm. as a church just because we're all like doing so much up there, but whether it's like rec or they're meeting students that maybe they didn't quite get to know and they get to know them on a super deep level after Hume, um, especially this year, our youth group really came together, um, which was super cool. Hmm. That's awesome. That also shows like, I was thinking about when you said the students go up and, and go introduce themselves or say what's up. That just shows a really mature community yeah. and mature students, right? Like, I remember being that young, and even if I was a normal member of youth group, so I was like, go talk to someone new, I'd be like, do you know how insecure I am? I'm not going to go talk to them. I'm scared. I'm not doing that. You're the pastor. You're going to go do that. That's like, you know? But, like, how amazing totally. is it that, like, yeah, no, they're like, yeah, no, like, we're a big family. And, like, they probably remember how they felt when they came in hmm. and realized, like, oh, man, like, we don't – we we remember how scary that was let's like surround them and that's just that's amazing i think yeah. it's great yeah they're gonna yeah. get some great leaders turned around like when they graduate and stay around totally yeah a lot of the seniors that we just had graduate um they were those total leader types and most of them went to gcu and like gcu is wow lucky to have them yeah um but i am already seeing uh within junior high right now and i'm just like wow you are going to be a great leader you are going to be a great leader and hmm. we have some students i call them serial uh inviters they probably half the youth group is there from like three specific students wow mm-hmm. and it's just so awesome to see how much they bought in and be like hey can you just come check out youth group for a week hmm. like it would be so much fun and uh, the students come but because those students at church they're not at church when they're at school they're making relationships with the people at school and then they're right. like hey come check out youth group and then before you know it they you know they've brought 15 people and you're just like right. this is awesome yeah that is awesome so from that have you seen then the the people go from P, P, uh, invitees and being invited to then turning over and becoming like members and christians Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Our, um, our youth group exploded. So we, the most we had, um, ever taken to Hume for junior high was like low thirties, maybe 27 mm-hmm. students. And for junior high this last summer, uh, we had, I think 40, 45 spots awesome. and we filled up in under four minutes wow which we had never taken that many students like before and it filled up in four minutes that's amazing and then the wait list just to go was as long as the amount of students like we had that's amazing um signed up wow and that is all just from students inviting students those students buying in 
and doing the exact same thing. And before you know it, you've got entire friend groups of like 15 or 16 people that hang out at school together mm-hmm. are coming here. That's cool. And then they're yeah. absolutely That's awesome. bought in and like, hey, let's let's invite that friend group over here and that friend group over here. And it's it's so cool to watch. Wow. It's nothing we're doing. It's just the students being like, yes, this is this is what um, Christ wants. And this is how we love each other. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. And that just shows yeah. like the the harvest is ripe, you know, like people, yeah. people want it. People want God. Mm. But as we come to mm-hmm. the end of our time, approaching that one hour mark, yeah, we have a final question that we have. To Absolutely. Answer. Did we ask Zane this last week? I don't know if we did. No, we didn't. We forgot. Whatever. We'll answer for him. No. Um, for you. Okay. The question is, you're in a gladiator arena, just like first Uh-oh. century, right? And you have to fight a predatory animal that exists, a, a land animal. No You're a Christian. The Romans yeah. have thrown you into the Colosseum. You get to choose right. your weapon of choice. That is a melee weapon, handheld and realistic, so no lightsabers. Yeah, nothing um, motorized, like <laughs> chainsaws yeah. or lightsabers or anything. Yeah, we got some sneaky people who are like, I'm going to take a lightsaber. I'm like, oh, we didn't make that rule first. Okay. Um, so you get to choose your melee weapon and the animal or the predatory land animal yeah. that you're going to fight. What weapon do you choose and what animal do yeah, you Yeah, what take is the down? biggest animal you think you could take on? Basically, is like the, the summation oh. of the question. So for like, I would do like a hyena and I'd have a short sword. Hmm. We've had some people say yeah. like rats and a mallet, and we've had other people say <laughs> we've had other people say like a sword and a bear, and so those people are yeah we've gotten all yeah I commend their confidence, but I just think it's I was gonna say it well it comes down to yeah how lucky do I think I can get on a big animal like a bear I've got one shot and if yeah. I don't like hit something important on that first shot I'm done. <laughs> The biggest animal I 100% could beat. And what weapon? Um, I don't know. Because I've seen, like, I want to say like, even mountain lion, but I've seen, like, those can really mess you up. Dude, yeah. Um, I don't want a cat because they've got four paws and i think hmm. all four of those paws like they can grab you and that's just so much more like with a dog type animal hmm. you should have to really worry about the head hmm. um so exactly. i'm gonna go with a, a yeah um but wolves are so big i'd say like a small wolf they're monsters <laughs> small to medium-sized wolf big dog and, small uh, wolf below average wolf yeah exactly <laughs> The run to no, I, I'm a cyclist, and so I get chased by dogs nice. all the time. Wow. This last weekend, I was chased by a dog, and it's one of the most terrifying things. So <laughs> part of me is like, ah, dogs are the worst, too. Like, I can't even do those. <laughs> What's um, the weapon you choose? All right. Then? All right, weapon I choose. We're going to go with probably just like a, one of those Roman short swords, like the like 14-inch nice. <laughs> long, or a samurai sword, one of those two. Those are completely different, but... Yeah. I feel like those are fast. You can maneuver them as both defense and offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll go I'll go with the samurai sword. Why not? Cool. And for the animal that is a dog of some kind, I guess I'll just have to go with a medium-sized wolf. The most average wolf you nice. can find with a good temperament that's not really trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the animal I can for sure get. Nice. A wolf you can pet and be like, I'm sorry. And then exactly. <laughs> you can yeah. sneak up on it yeah. with friendship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now for the real totally, question. Yeah. 
Um, how many junior hires could you take on if they came in waves? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you can't um, ask the youth pastor that question. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like depending on the week, right? How they act. I legally can't ask answer, answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I signed a waiver. Well, even you have to, like, if you were going to answer that, junior hires are such, like, the, I've got junior hires in my group that are taller than me. They're, like, 6'1". Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got sixth graders that are tiny, and so like when you say junior hire, like the right what junior type? hires, that number is a lot smaller than yeah. right. you get. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. all of our students here, or all the new students that are like guys, pretty mm. much, almost all of them are over six foot, and they're like they're eighteen huge. years old. And I'm like, what are they feeding on these people? I was told GMOs are bad, but I might switch my diet. Diet. <laughs> I, yeah, we have. Tall. A lot of, yeah, I've got a couple students that are at least as tall as me or taller, um, including girls. We have a lot of very wow. tall girls. Hmm. And I'm just like, hey, I can't wait for you guys to, like, start playing sports so I can just come watch all your games. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you guys are going to dominate. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Sweet. Hmm. Well, thanks so much for coming on, um, Dustin. I'm saying that right, right? Yes. Sometimes yes. I always confuse Justin and Dustin when I'm talking to either or. A lot of people do, and I honestly answer to both. I've, I've right. heard Justin. I'm just like, yep. <laughs> right That's on. Awesome. Well, Dustin, thanks for coming on. Guys, yeah. check out his uh, his TikTok. You want to plug that real quick so they know where to find you? Sure. Uh, Dustin J. Rouser, um, spelled R-A-U-S-E-R. Most of my socials are that, so cool. easy to find me. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious content. My sisters were talking about it i'm uh moderate not even moderate i'm subpar famous like a lot of people know me but not <laughs> there enough they're like wait i think i've seen that guy at some point yeah um yeah just enough know to know who I am, not big enough to know who i am right just wait till your students go to college and they'll be like oh that guy's my youth pastor they'll be like what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blow up. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Totally. Well, guys, well, thank you, know, you guys. Okay. Uh, like I said earlier, it was a complete honor for uh, me to get to be here, talk to you guys, and yeah, just get to dive into all of this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming yeah. on, man. We appreciate it. We think Gen Z is um, a really special generation. Uh, our friends in Kona have a whole like focus on like uh, suicide-free Gen Z or Gen, Gen Z. Z will be suicide-free is like yeah. their motto. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're big advocates for that. And like, that was the guy, the last guy we had on um, was about the same thing and passionate mm -hmm. about Gen Z. And there's something special, you know, I think yeah. their, their, their hearts cry out for, for the heart of God and he'll answer. Yeah. You know, so it's an amazing opportunity. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you for coming back and checking us out. Mm -hmm. uh, check out Dustin on all those social medias. Follow him, subscribe. We're on everywhere and yeah. we got Patreons and stuff. So. Yeah, we got new lights. If you guys can't tell, the lighting in here is way better because of the support you guys give us for the show. So thank you for that. Thank mm -hmm. you for Dustin for coming on, and we'll see you next week.